welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that'll try to be nice to movies but may end up having to slice and dice them each and every month there's a thing and as it's August I'm doing Animal Attack August where I look at the worst of the worst B-movie hell to Z-movie rock bottom and tonight boy do I have a stinker for you an asylum movie for my sins. Mega Piranha. The only sole reason this movie was made was to cash in on the equally bad, yet funner, yet funner, funner's not what is it, whatever, yet more fun Piranha 3D. Archives. However, this was shot in April when Piranha 3D came out in August. Shot in two to three weeks with a budget between three and five million dollars. This was completed in two months. This includes the multiple CGI shots, so you know this is good. I love the fact on the DVD the producers crawl about how this was done fast and cheap and asylum fucking standard in. Using unfinished CGI Piranha models in the final cut. Also, using prostitutes from a local brothel. So yeah, this'll be um, good. Now, I have never seen this thing, even though I've owned it for about 10 years. I bought this a way back um, when, on one of my all-nighters again. And never actually got around to watching it, so here we have it. I mean, oh my god. So, as I said, between a budget between 3 and $5 million, where the hell did the money go, by the way? This pulled in unknown as a straight tape. Starring Paul Logan, Tiffany, and Barry Williams. Directed by Eric Frosberg, who also wrote this piece of shit and produced it, my lord. The plot. A group of mutated piranha escape a top secret laboratory. Destroy everything in their path, including Florida Keys. It's down to a mercenary, a marine biologist, and the US government black ops to stop these giant fish before they kill the entire American fucking food supply. But can the doors do so? I find out I hear. Now, see, I knew that I was in trouble when the first thing I saw was the Asylum logo and my heart sank because I know this is going to be fucking beyond shit. Oh my god. On to sepia tone footage of the Orinoco River. By the way, is that a real place? I thought Orinoco flows just a song. Moving on, because my stupidity is showing its head there. Anyway. But what the hell is with the 24 style flash editing? Sweet mother of bejesus, it is all throughout this fucking movie. Keep the fucking camera still and stop with the flash edits every fucking 3.9 seconds. Anyway, we see a young couple down by the river skinny dipping. Seconds later, both are eaten by a piranha. Cue lots of POV shots of piranhas eating these two alive, and I swear to God, the piranhas and piranha from 1978 look more fucking realistic. This CGI is beyond cheap. I'm guessing these are the unfinished models due to the fact that our water is so cloudy. They thought they'd get away with it, but they didn't. Up pops the title for the second time with CGI DNA strands straight out of Spider-Man 2002. So you know these are great effects. As we see the cast of a wash up soap actors and pop <clears throat> icons along with nobodies. Once that's over, we get more edgy edits from 
shots of a small fishing town, a military base, and it's back to the river. It was completely fucking pointless there then. Here we see what this movie claims is a US ambassador with the Venezuelan minister of who knows. On a speedboat with 8 to 12 prostitutes, three of which are topless. So yeah, it's here the producers proudly claim and they went to the local pro- um, prostitutes, or the whorehouses, and hired them to do this topless shots for their daily rates. What in the actual fuck movie? Seconds later, do we see a piss poor CGI alligator head floating on top of the water, which like Nessie's illegitimate second cousin twice removed. Then the boat is attacked by piranhas, with all of them are killed on board as the boat sinks. Not six minutes into this, do we get at least 16 deaths? Take that, Piranha 3D. While filming this scene, the producer almost drowned in this cloudy-ass water. Oh my god. Anyway, flash edit to Los Angeles. Stock footage. And to what looks like a bloody story shit dressed as a fucking accommodation or flat? I mean, what the hell is going here? Here we meet Jason Finch, played by Paul Logan, of such great movies as Curse of the Komodo, Komodo vs Cobra, Puppet Master, Axis Termination, Cobra Gator, and Atlantic Rim Resurrection. Oh, great cinematic classics, I'm sure you'll have to agree there. Hmm. So you just know he's got a fucking quality acting. My God. He's awakened from his sleep by Bob Grady. Secretary of State, a contest piece of shit, played by Barry Williams of the Brady Bunch frame. I just got that. He's called Grady, but he's in the Brady Bunch. Oh, that's a fucking terrible joke. Who is shockingly playing this piece of shit movie straight? There is no winking at the camera, there is no nudge nudge what say no more. This thing is straight down the fucking barrel. They all are. This is unbelievable. How can you take this ridiculous idea of gigantic piranhas fucking straight? Anyway, over a video call, he explains the US ambassador has went missing and it's down to him to find out what happened. They think his boat exploded in a terror attack, even though we clearly see it sinking, but moving on. What I love about this scene is the flash edits to Finch's awards that he has thrown all over the bloody place, including a purple heart. He's supposed to be, I don't know, special ops, black ops, or a fucking navy seal, I've no idea what the hell he is, but he's supposed to be super trained, I mean, hmm. I love the fact he's also getting dressed while taking this call. I'm not gonna lie here, Paul Logan is built in this, which is why the camera shows multiple shots of his body. I'm not complaining here, but if that's the best you can do is show off this guy's body, then we're in the shit. Cut to stop footage of a plane leaving Los Angeles airport. On to Puerto Ayecho, Ayeco, Venezuela, I think I pronounced that, if not, I apologise. More stock footage to the river, and here we meet Dr. Sarah Monroe, played by Tiffany, of such 80s pop hits as I Think We're Alone Now, and that's about it. I'm not going to lie there, this is my karaoke jam. Anyway, also here meets her assistant, Eli Gordon, played by Jesse Daly. Seems these two are genetic scientists, and they're on the hunt for their escaped mutated piranhas that they specifically designed to, I have no idea, increase the the yields so that people can get fed. I think that's what the, the excuse is. I have no idea what the fuck is happening here. 
more flashy 24-style editing to a lab where they're testing a piece of the boat from the US ambassador. Even though there's supposed to be no wreckage found, but there's wreckage. Oh, moving the fuck right on. Here we also meet Dr. Higgins, played by Jude Gerard Prest. He's a microbiologist who also worked on these mutated piranhas for reasons. Technobabble, technobabble bullshit. As the DNA proves, it's the escaped piranha. They have doubled in size every two days. No. Wait, hold on a minute here. Higgins points out it's actually every 36 hours or less. He then demands Monroe call the colonel to stop all the river traffic until these are all caught. She says, no, they don't know it's their fish yet. Didn't you just say it's DNA from your mutated fish? My god, the script. Cut to the airport as Finch has arrived. As within seconds, Monroe is there to pick him up, to tell him all about what the fuck has happened here, and to show proof, i.e. the one teeny piece of wood. So they're now off, and this plot is now running. Wait, no! She spews out more technobabble bullshit about how she's been there for two years, making these fish genetically bigger and creating new species of piranhas. Blah blah blah, yakety schmackety, drop line about how these fish are going to feed thousands and blah 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 blah. They also use the research on vegetables and fruits and they can triple their yield and yada yada yada. Doesn't explain how the fuck these fish are created, but moving on. Flash edit to Finch being taken to a military base in the forest to meet Colonel Diaz, played by David Lamboza, I think I pronounced his name. He runs the city and wants everything kept under wraps because I don't know if he knows what the fuck is happening here or they're hiding shit in the forest because Tiffany drops a couple of lines about we know what's hiding in the forest, you know what you're up to, so what the fuck has happened there, who knows, who cares, moving on. Finch then shows the colonel the wood claiming he can't find proof of explosives but he can find proof of animal attacks and indeed piranha DNA. The official story is rebels have blown up the boat killing all on boards and causing an international incident between America and Venezuela. However, the colonel has had none of it as he laughs off saying fish can't sink a ship. Kieran. Claiming Monroe is insane. All she wants is money and power, also fame. Finch needs to speak to Grady to ask what next. So the colonel takes Finch via helicopter to the boat uh, wreckage site. By the way, this helicopter is CGI using PlayStation 1 bloody graphics. The colonel refuses to land as fish demand. Uh, fish. Finch, rather, demands to be shown the boat wreckage, so he's taken back to the base. It's a completely fucking pointless waste of CGI and indeed money. Now, if you have little money, why the fuck would you use it on CGI? Surely you could have wrote it that the Colonel refused to show Finch the site and Finch has to escape that night. Moving on. Finch is then thrown in a jail cell. Here on TV, it shows the ambassador's, the US ambassador's funeral. That was quick, even two days, I'm crying out loud. Upon seeing this, Finch rambles up and escapes with relative ease. I mean, he goes from wearing, what was it, a black camouflage outfit to a skin-tight black t-shirt, black camel boots and black, um... 
I have no idea, military-esque trousers? I mean, what the fuck is going on here? So in a badly edited montage of Paul Logan struggling to climb a fucking wall, a fence, and indeed run, some fucking action star he is, my god. Now free, he runs to the docks and hires a fisherman who takes him to the boat's wreckage site. Now dressed in diving gear, he dives underwater to check out the wreckage. Here he's attacked by a piranha, which he quickly slices with a knife, causing a feeding frenzy as he escapes. Now ashore, he's safe, right? Nope! A piranha flies out of the water, just like the piranha in Piranha 2. Archives. So Finch stabs the fuck out of it and kills it stone dead. And I swear to God, this prop was later used in Prana 3 E. With that, he calls Grady with a report. Shirtless, but of course, because you've got to show off this guy's gain somehow. It's back to the base. Finch throws the prop, oh sorry, totally real dead fish, onto Colonel Diaz's desk, asking, what the fuck is that? Scott's missed. Finch explains it's from the Monroe experiments that have escaped days ago and they must be stopped or the country is fucked. Meanwhile, at her lab, Monroe is stunned to see the fish that Finch has to show her because somehow he went from a military base to her lab in about five seconds. How did he know where she worked? Who the fuck cares? She cuts it open and finds out they have grown new organs and can maybe breathe out of water. Kidding. Finch then shows Higgins a photo of a dam that was built to keep the pranners behind, even though they can eat through boats and also where the fuck did this photograph came from? When did you take these underwater photographs? And if the oh, moving the fuck on, my IQ is leaking out of my fucking nose. Anyway, Grady calls Finch to tell him the Colonel plans to blow up the dam. If he does so, within 28 hours, all of the United States will be swarming, or rather swamp of these gigantic fucking fish. Also, they self-reproduce and they can grow at exponential rates non-stop. Flash edits to that night. Finch and Monroe have returned to the base. She's quickly arrested. Finch is then taken out to... What the hell? He's now taken to the dam? Which has been blown up for some fucking reason. Cue more CGI helicopters. All oh, this time it's night, therefore there's even less detail shown. The copters wildly fire on the dam, blowing it sky high, and now the pranas are free to roam and destroy everything in fucking sight. But wait, Finch is showing the destruction, and then he's, the things blow up, so, editor, hello. Back at the base, Finch calls Grady with a situation or a sitrep. Claiming a victory over the fish, not knowing it was the colonel's plan all along to release the fish to choke the US rivers, bring America to its knees, therefore making it easy for him to take over the country. Yeah, it's that dumb. Cut to the colonel raiding Monroe's lab, arresting all the scientists, and then they trash the place. What the fuck is happening? I'm guessing as it was his plan all along to release these mutant fish, he knew about these experiments, yet he's acting like he's never heard of this woman, and this is the first time he's seen any of these results. But he somehow got the plan to use these plants to choke America? Okay then. Now he has a scapegoat, as somehow 
Finch vanishes as Monroe is then arrested again. Down by the river, Higgins and Eli find the dead piranhas, but there's only 34 bodies. As they calculate, there has to be at least a hundred or so missing, maybe more. Diaz's men then show up to arrest them, not to worry, however, the piranha makes work of them, sinking a gunship, eating all on board. By morning, Eli has found yet more dead fish, and here Higgins joins them, even though the two were joined later on that night, so moving the fuck on, because this editing is beyond stupid. Anyway, so more of DA's men show up to arrest them, but instead of running, they just stand riverside as piranhas fly out of the fucking water and eat all of the soldiers. More men show up and they quickly have arrested Eli and Higgins. Finch somehow finds out where Diaz is holding them and rescue them because apparently it's a super secret military base, a super secret military jail, the fuck it is. So while on a Skype call to Grady, who says he's now in South America, that's pointless scene now, As inside Diaz's men are walking over Higgins by beating over the head with a phone book, demanding answers. The fuck? All three the scientists are then taken outside to be taken to a super duper secret prison as Finch sees this and gives chase. And by giving chase, I mean he drives at dizzying speeds of 20 miles an hour. Suddenly, the SUV stops as a gigantic piranha attacks a warehouse, Finch uses this to get Monroe and company to safety. So instead of running away from these fucking genetically fucking modified fish, they run towards the attack. They are led stunned to see giant horse-sized piranha leaping out of the water to attack the warehouses. What in the fuck is happening here? As more and more gigantic piranha suicide leap out of the water, they destroy buildings. Higgins then heads upriver to take samples as Monroe, Eli and Finch head to a dock. Eli spews out more technobabble that these are only six hours old and they were spawned from the escaped planners from the last night's attack. Now they're pissing out for revenge. Cue possibly the dumbest thing this movie has to offer. Finch lying on his back, bike, bicycle kicking planners as they leap out of the water to attack him. Um, done. This is beyond ridiculous. More technobabble bullshit, as Monroe explains, they're heading, the fish that is, to open water, as need to somehow escape the rivers onto the oceans, but they can't swim in salt water, so what the fuck is happening here? Higgins then teleports from riverside to dockside to explain prana aren't saltwater fish, but freshwater fish, therefore they can't live in the sea, or the oceans rather. Yeah, mate, they aren't between horse size and fucking cottage size either, and they can't fly out the water, but there we have it. Ah, oh, yeah, he's next as a mini si- a minivan-sized fish leaps out the water and swallows him whole. And oh my god, cut to, sorry, cue Tiffany's best give-me-an-Oscar speech acting as she screams, I want to kill them all! They almost die! Oh, dear god... Yeah, love, try a Razzie, not an Oscar. My lord. Diaz's men show up, so Finch and company run. Somehow they make it back to the car, unseen, and cue another bloody car chase, again, with dizzy heights of 30 miles an hour. In the back of the car, Eli spews 
out more tickle bubble bullshit that these fish double in size every few hours. So there's no guessing how big these can get. Cut to an offshore super bunker. And Grady is getting shown around. He's also getting a situation report. The fuck is happening here, by the way? Finch screams at him to bombard River with everything they have in the hope that it will stop these gigantic fish. Grady says he can't do that as things with Venezuela are rocky as it is. Finch then screams at him if they don't stop them, America is doomed. So Grady sends one battleship out to help. Grady tells him they have one shot at this at 9.50am. One hour away. So they must get to the Rivermouth by then to send an SOS to the battleship as it open fire and kill the fish. Speaking of which, they are now the size of two-story buildings, swimming like dolphins, heading towards the ocean as you're leaping out the river. Kieran, yes folk, they went from van size to house size in about a minute, so there we have that one. Back to the mind-boggling speeded chase scene of which we have to push 40 miles an hour here. Diaz's men lose Finch even though he drives like a Sunday school grandma and they have a fucking helicopter chasing him. Somehow he managed to lose him. Barbie, it's not a CJ helicopter. I swear to God, it's a static image of an attack helicopter with whirling sounds added. What the fuck you try to kid here? Anyway, Finch somehow vanishes into fresh air once Diaz's men catch the car. Diaz is right behind Finch's car, not even five feet, yet Finch and company vanish. How? Also, a no-budget movie directors, if you can't hire stunt drivers, do not try high-speed chases by using the actors and using fast-forward editing footage, because it does not work. And don't use the same roads over and over and over again. This just looks cheap. Oh my god, back to this piece of shit. Now, I get that Finch is a Navy SEAL, Black Ops fucking special, the fuck he is, but how did he get a dumpy Tiffany and the other skinny guy fucking out of the car under Diaz's fucking nose without even seeing them? Who cares? Diaz loses them in the woods, so Finch calls in the bombardment strike from, uh, from the battleship. Here, not only do the planet shrink from horse size to dog size between shots, but the ones that survived the bombardment, which are the size of seven four fucking sevens, sink the battleship. And okay, I'm done. This is where this movie goes off the fucking rails. I mean, it was built on fucking rails, but <laughs> here we go. It goes off the rails, rolls down the hill, then a fucking tsunami of shit hits it, and then it explodes in a pile of fucking diarrhea, as this thing is just... Oh my god. Oh yes, and somehow the GPS tracking device that Finch was given to call for an SOS runs out of power. So he sucks on the battery which magically gives the battery power. Oh my god. Now these gigantic fish can swim in salt water. How? Who cares? There's 20 minutes left and I don't give a French fried day fuck. Upon seeing this, Finch... Finch goes all Van Damme, spin-kicking Diaz's men left and right in order to steal an attack helicopter, which are just parked on the beach, as you do. Cue terrible CGI dogfight between Finch and two of Diaz's helicopters. I haven't seen such great fucking effects since Nintendo 64 days. 
Uh, somehow Finch managed to do 360 turn on the spot in a helicopter to fire at Diaz's men's helicopter. Uh, which one is blown up, another one has multiple boat holes in the side of it and is going down into the water. Meanwhile, Finch's helicopter is taking damage also and is losing fuel. Not to worry here, Eli injects an oxygen tank which gives him a nitrous oxygen, uh, sorry, a nods boost. Like, just go with it. I mean, we only have, what, about 10 minutes or so left? Just, just move on. Also, I love the fact you can see the green screen in the roof of this attack helicopter that Finch is sitting in. They couldn't even afford to put Sky on the fucking... Oh, my God. Anyway, Finch lands his Wondercopter on the offshore bunker, which is supposed to be underwater, but is above sea. How very fucking... Uh, what the hell was that Bond one where Roger Moore's fighting the guy with the, the fish hands? What the hell was that one called again? Um, shit. Can't remember any of that bloody movie. Is it Spider Love Me? Eh, moving on. Cut Spider John. Eh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, he gives Brady a sit rep. During the sit rep, and what's with the spinning fucking camera work here? Hold it still, it's not gonna make your fucking. Bullshit, techno babble, fucking script. More interesting, it's just spinning around, making you feel crazy. Grady's master plan is for a nuclear sub. Yes, folks, he has a nuclear sub. That has a nuke in it so big, it'll make the fat man look skinny. Yes, folks, that's something like they said. Cut to said sub, and I swear to God, this is a kid's bathtub fucking toy submarine. They fired the nuke, but it has no effect, so they just eradicated the Florida panhandle, killing all marine life for nothing. A school of 747-sized piranhas attack and sink the sub with relative ease. Which morph between size between a king 747 size to car size to ordinary fish size back to 747 size. Cheap! Oh my god. Grady's next new plan is to use a bigger nuke to... Boil the Florida waters, radiating the entire state. Yes, folks, is that stupid? However, Finch points out that this is beyond dumb. So comes up with another plan for him and Navy SEALs to dive into the water to f attack the fish firing harpoon guns at their eyes, which will cause a feeding frenzy. Therefore, they will eat each other and somehow they'll stop the fish. And I'm running up shot, uh, not with our put guns, but machine guns. It looks straight out bloody aliens. And I just googled this. There is such thing as underwater machine guns, yet they don't look like fucking plasma rifles, but AK 47s. They're Russian designed, apparently. Who knew? Anyway, the more you know. Uh, anyway, Monroe hands Finch an SOS beacon. And tells him to be careful out there. She also hands him fucking a sonic device apparently will attract a piranha. Yeah. Cut to them boarding CGI attack helicopters as the piranhas attack the Florida Keys. Now in the water, Finch's men attack as house-sized piranha leap out the water and destroy hotels, homes and businesses along the shoreline. And I'm getting Thunderball flashbacks from this underwater battle. If Thunderball had the Was Never Again budget and was filmed in a fucking swimming pool. The bullets bounce off the fish's eyes, so Monroe radios to try the gills. By the way, how the hell can the radio they have ordinary, like, diving 
scuba diving equipment, not the masks thing, they just have it shoved in his mouth, so how can he t talk on the radio, I mean, moving the fuck on? They still, this still doesn't work however, so Grady orders them out of the water as he wants to nook forward into the Stone Age. Finch refuses, returns to the surface to get a bomb. He then takes Eli, who was somehow in the underwater fight with him, because you know, every fucking genetic scientist can fire a machine gun. Um, they're airlifted from the surface to the, uh, the helicopter. Somehow Diaz, a Diaz I mean, is in the rescue helicopter Grady sent from his fucking bunker. He shoots Eli in the neck, so Finch shoots a flare gun at the pilot's head, blowing it clean off. Kidding. Finch then throws the bomb and Eli out of the helicopter, then knocks out Diaz, throwing a sonic device at him, which causes a fucking mega prana to leap out of the water and swallow the helicopter whole. Finch is now back underwater, even though he had no fucking sewing gear at all, or nothing. He is now getting chased by the mega prana, still with the helicopter in its mouth. He leads it to a coral reef. It gets stuck, so it's smirk you son of a bitch, as he shoots the attack helicopter's missiles, blowing it sky high. No doubt killing him in a fucking backdraft, but moving on. A feeding frenzy happens as all the pranas, even the ones stuck on land, feed on this mega prana. Finch and what's left of his men return home as Grady congratulates him, Monroe kisses him as credits mercilessly roll. By the way, there's shots this mega prana get eaten by about 10 prana, but it just continually loops as it spins around the same 10 second footage. None of the piranhas are attacking each other, they're just eating the mega piranha, but somehow it's game over. Kidding. So, that was Mega Prana. Terrible script, terrible CGI, terrible acting. A horrible fucking idea. What, wait, wait, wait a minute here. What am I saying? This is an asylum movie. What was I expecting? Jurassic fucking Park? An Oscar winning fucking Mega Buster? No, this thing is just dog shit. I'm going to give this thing a minus 10 out of 10. Not even on your highest, most drunkest. Could you get any pleasure at this piece of shit? This is beyond dumb. And I swear to God, I have lost about 60 IQ points watching this piece of shit. Still, uh, thank you for listening. And now don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pond. Come back this week as I wrap up even. Animal Attack August with Two-Headed Shark Attack, another Brooke Hogan movie. Yay! Oh my god. Check out my franchise podcast of Jaws, Prana, Jurassic Park and more. Also my solo podcast of Monsters, The Thing, Godzilla and many, many more. A bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so I don't have to.